The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying, I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. At that moment, his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman, but still no one said, What are you looking for? Or why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say in four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving payment and gathering crops for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. 
Others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Social distancing, quarantine, seclusion, these buzzwords of today can aptly describe the people of the Exodus who walked out into the desert to find health, safety, and the promised land. And before these terms became popular, I found myself putting them into practice as I made my way to Death Valley. Hiking and camping by myself, it took this extrovert no more than 14 hours to seriously question why he decided to go. Having hiked six miles on two hours of sleep, driving long distances across the spread out park, trying to take a nap in a tent that was now 80 some degrees, I found myself on a drive that late afternoon to an oasis 45 minutes away from my campsite, seriously questioning if I should go back, pack up my stuff, and go back to my friends hours away. Having driven through these winding roads, even having missed a turn, I finally made it to the trailhead with 20 minutes to spare before sunset. And hiking hurriedly on that trail, I noticed I was by myself. And reaching the waterfall, I came to realize that the perils of an undesirable journey revealed the beauty of the spring of new life and hope amidst a vast desert. And amidst our current conditions and the darkness of an epidemic, the darkness of maybe even our Lenten journeys, we too are offered a spring of new life amidst our own deserts. Thirsting for health and safety like the people of the Exodus, removed from our normal routines, we may find ourselves like those Israelites, complaining to the Lord. Or maybe we find ourselves like that woman at the well in today's gospel. Amidst failed Lenten promises, or a deeper recognition of our own sinfulness, we, we are thirsting for something more, something that we may feel unworthy of receiving. And going to the well during that hot part of the day, the noon hour, the Samaritan woman practiced this social distancing, whether she wanted to do it or not. That attempt to protect herself, her life, and the lives of her village would forever change. She was met at that well by an encounter with the person of Jesus Christ, who came to seek more than water. Christ, who came with no bucket, drew near in her isolation to seek to be invited into her heart and the heart of the Samaritan people. In her unwanted isolation, she encountered Christ at this place of romance and antiquity. But Christ came for more than her heart. He came desiring to free the heart of the Samaritan people of all of humanity and to lead it into a greater freedom. And offering a spring of water that would well up to eternal life, the heart of the Samaritan woman was awakened to her thirst for the long-expected Messiah. Having admitted this to Jesus, he then showed that he was the answer to the question of her heart. 
Jesus not only began to satisfy the thirsting of her heart and to bring her to safety, but it drove her to bring that same promise of the wellspring of eternal life, the access to health, the life-giving waters of Jesus Christ to others. And St. Paul reminds us that we ourselves have access to that same life-giving grace. Because St. Paul says that we have gained access to the hope of the glory of God. Amidst the darkness of our lives, we may recognize that that hope will not disappoint. The hope that has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. The hope that was given to us, which flowed forth from the side of Christ on Calvary, continues to flow through the sacraments of God's holy church today. And this is what will bring us from our exodus through our own Calvaries to the joys of Easter. So let us grow more distant from worldly allurements and this quarantine of our Lenten observance. Let us take advantage of this opportunity of seclusion, considering it a privileged opportunity. Although our children may be at each other's throats as our spring break plans have changed, this time to hunker down gives us a new opportunity to focus on those things we've neglected for too long, to give us time to grow as a family, to give us time to grow in our marriage, and to give us time to grow in our relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. We must ask and take advantage of this opportunity, even in this uncomfortability, to grow in our love for each other and our love for the Lord. As in both Lent and our response to the coronavirus, we aim to not simply love and protect ourselves, but ultimately through our exodus to love and protect others and bring them to that same promised health and the grace of Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, may the exodus of Lent show us that the perils of an undesirable journey are capable of revealing the beauty of the wellspring of grace in Jesus Christ, a grace that quenches our thirst and gives us hope amidst the anxieties and uncertainties of our lives.